Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CDL Podcast channel. In this episode today, we've got a little bit of a special one. Uh, we are not doing the Vanguard tier list. I've been talking about it for like a month. We're not going to do the Vanguard tier list. We're actually going to do a tier list where we talk about the teams for next year. All the CDL rosters, basically all are confirmed. We've got a couple like London and Paris or Vegas that aren't exactly confirmed yet. So we're going to do that. We actually have a decent amount of news to talk about today. Probably the first time we've had a decent amount of news since like champs time. Uh, and then we also have a new guest joining us. But before we get into that, I want to thank you guys all for 700 subs. Um, just like two months ago, we were on the road to 300 subs. And now in the matter of the last few months, all of a sudden we're at 700. We're approaching that goal of uh, 1,000. But first, 800's up. So if you guys could help us get to 800 if you enjoy this one. I know it's the slow season for the CDL. There are not a lot of people watching CDL videos right now because let's face it, it's kind of the dead time. Roster Mania has died down and we're still waiting for the new game. But the beta's out, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. So we've got a lot of news, and then we'll do a little cut in the middle of the podcast, and we'll get to a tier list of all the teams. Uh, but I got to introduce somebody to the podcast. Obviously, you guys know Kyle hasn't been on for a bit. His life got busy. Uh, the door is always open for Kyle to join again uh, when the new season starts, if he wants. But uh, I want to get a second voice on the podcast because, you know, it's fun to record alone, but it is not nearly as fun uh, to just do it by yourself when you can have conversations with other people. Uh, and I'm having my friend Brock join me today on the podcast. And Brock has been one of my best friends in the world for a lot of years since I was probably in like middle school. Um, and he's also shared a love for a competitive COD like me since as long as I've known him. So we're going to have him join today. So Brock, how are you doing to, uh, today? Introduce yourself to all the people. Hello, my name is Brock. I've been watching COD really since Black Ops 3, like hardcore. But I've also been playing Call of Duty since MW2, the GOAT one. Uh, MW2 or MW3? MW2's two, MW3's the GOAT one, though. All right, all right. I know this is like a debate for me and Brock all the time. MW3's his favorite COD always, him and one of my other buddies, and I always say Black Ops 3. You guys know that Black Ops 3 is my favorite COD. That's, I know, an unpopular opinion. Kyle would always roast me because Kyle's a big MW2 and COD 4 guy because he's a boomer. Um, But... (laughs) Uh, that's that's Brock. I know. Um, I told Brock today he's probably gonna be super nervous on the podcast. I remember, like, for the first two months that I recorded, I was always so nervous every time I hit record. And I know Kyle told me it took him like two or three podcasts, and he was just like so nervous to talk in the first one. So give Brock some slack if he's a little nervous today. I was so nervous for so long, but we have a lot of news to talk about, and Brock's gonna get right at home right away. So before we do the tier list, let's talk about some news. There was a lot. We had some retirements, some rosters officially announced, some more rumors. Um, Gunless might be retiring. We got the schedule for the year, so we'll just dive right into that. First piece of news, Krim, probably the biggest headline from the last week since I last recorded. Krim retired uh, from the CDL to do content. Uh, in my last video, I actually talked about how I thought maybe Krim was joining London because there was that rumor that he snaked Paul, um, that he was announcing something. So I went from saying I thought Krim was on London in the last podcast to now Krim's retired. Um, kind of a big hit for the scene, huh? I mean one of the most storied players, probably the unanimous goat and really like brought so much entertainment to the streams with his walkouts and everything. So you got any thoughts on Krim? Yeah. I'm, I'm just sad to see Krim go such a staple of the call of duty scene. <laughs> and you know, I, I'm going to miss seeing his walkouts with the undertaker and stuff like that. He was talking and, about uh, like, he was talking about all off season, how he was planning his walkouts too. And I was so excited to see like, what he did i mean he was probably going to be on like mm-hmm. paris or london so he wasn't going to get a home event to like really go all out like he did last year in new york but um i mean there's a lot more to crim too than his walkouts obviously 
yeah, championship speaks for itself. Yeah, I mean, what is he? Thirty-eight championships after he got that pro am one this year. So clearly, yeah. the most championships in COD history, tied for the most rings. Um, absolutely incredible career. I'm kind of like, it seemed like kind of abrupt because I mean, in the franchising era, what MW two, he wins a world championship. And then Empire, they were pretty good. Like they were like always like around top four in Cold War. Like they were a competitive team, had a chance. You know, at champs, I think they finished like third, maybe. I think they were in losers finals, uh, finals against Ultra. I think yeah. yeah. So like they were very competitive in Cold War. And then you know, obviously they had the terrible start. But like down the stretch, Krim maybe wasn't playing the best, but his team was extremely successful down the stretch. Like they made that incredible run to qualify for champs. So like didn't really seem like Krim maybe like was completely out of stuff but like a lot of people talked about how he kind of burned bridges and and stuff like that i just didn't want to do it over again like last year that was yeah for the ages and, room. well and if he was going to get on a team like london where like the rumor roster been like him asim zero maybe like nasty it's maybe not a top end roster and i feel like um yeah. at this point in his career when he's won as many championships like as he said and he said like relationships outside the game were struggling and stuff like this point is it worth it to grind all the way back up like what does he have left to prove he's the unanimous goat like nobody will argue against him being the goat mm-hmm. he also said his mental was like you know deteriorating from yeah. all nysl stuff last year i mean so, yeah it sounded like a horrible team situation honestly <laughs> yeah but i think i think he'll do really good in a content i think he will too when he can actually like fully be himself because he's got a wacky entertaining personality and he like talked about how he's gonna get into like f1 content and, like racing mm-hmm. content which that's not really my thing i don't know a lot about racing or f1 but i know it's got like a lot of fans in a big community so um and with his weird wild personality i know he has some connections to like some f1 drivers right now i think so he's gonna like be playing the f1 simulator game and stuff i'm i'm sure he's gonna see a lot of success uh and see nice twitch i wonder if he'll do much with cod i feel like he could be a guy that like will kind of just be like i played it for so long i'm done with it and like doesn't care about the scene now that he's gone as much and i yeah. feel like we might not see him in like competitive cod circles as much like i'm sure he'll maybe watch like tournaments or something and do watch parties because that's that's free views for him i think he said he was gonna play uh warzone 2 when it comes out oh yeah that makes sense too and then knowing him with his competitive addiction he'll probably get into tournaments and stuff and we'll see him competing again in some way Um, i win one to be honest (laughs) yeah all the all the cdl pros seem to go into there and be successful if they put their time into it like rated and uh those guys tommy Yep. Blast. And also, that can kind of be our little transition here. Speaking of Blast, uh, Blast and Saints are apparently returning to Challengers to play with Mohawk and Decimate. Pretty interesting roster because obviously Mohawk is a back to back Challenger champ and like doesn't even sound like he even got like talked to. Yeah, he didn't even get talked to by like CDL rosters yeah. somehow. Kind of the curse of being a main, I guess. Um, but Blast though. and Saints, they're returning. Saints been around forever. Um, he also won Challenger champs. Yeah um your thoughts on this roster um i i don't really know too much about i haven't like seen blast play in a while so i don't know how he'll, good he'll do but I, th- I i like it so far for challengers and i mean we know blast is talented he's been in the league before he was in the league in world war ii with that complexity team and doug your boy doug um my boy doug yep and i mean mohawk back-to-back champs saints won cold war champs we know saints is a good slayer and decimate like from um my history in the podcast all the listeners know i'm kind of a decimate hater i'm not a big fan of him but he's a pretty good player especially in challengers he's a good search and destroy player yep. um that'll probably be a pretty good roster but enough of challengers we got some pro rosters that have been announced we got two confirmed rosters and one rumored 
Uh, so Boston announced their roster of Methods, Big Wake, Nero, and Vivid. So they're essentially running it back, but switching in Wake for TJ. Um, I can give my thoughts on it quick. I think that uh, in the podcast in the past, I've talked about how I like always thought that Boston needed an uptick in slaying last year. I thought that that's what they that they were always missing. Like I think last year they were a pretty good search and destroy team, and they were competitive in response. But I felt like. Um, with TJ, Nero, and Vivid, the slaying just wasn't there. Like, I felt like when they played a team, uh, like the upper echelon of teams, like Illy, Shotzi, uh, Scump, or uh, Simp, BZ, Celium, yeah, like Thieves with Draza, Kenny, um, basically everybody but the main hours when you compared their flex and two subs to uh, the other Even teams' Ultra flex and two subs. Yeah, like they were just they were just behind on slaying. And I feel like I don't know that Big Wake is like going to make them a top four team, but he definitely is a better slayer than TJ and is going to help them compete a little bit. So I like the roster upgrade, but I don't know if I'm like overwhelmed by it because they didn't see crazy success yeah. last year and they're keeping three of the four players. Uh, yeah, I like it, but they're probably still at the same boat as last year. Top six. Yeah. Fighting for like that six through eight range, making, yeah, trying to make m- it the champs. Might, might get to top three, you know, lucky, but <laughs> yeah, I could see they, cause they got what they got a top three at the event that we were at in Minnesota. Didn't they? I think they were in losers. Uh, finals. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they were in losers finals because they made it all the way to winners with like a really easy bracket or something. Um, yeah, they yeah. or something. Yeah, I mean, I I could see them. I don't see this roster being bad at all, though. I really feel like this is a roster that's like pretty much a lock to be in that like six to eight range, like competing for, um, competing for the playoffs. But like, I mean, they were an eight seed this year and they took thieves to game five round eleven, uh, mm-hmm. and round owner a six seed or whatever they were, yeah. uh, not an eight seed. But yeah, yeah I like the roster. It. Yeah uh next roster is a rumor paris or vegas i guess now um rumored roster of clay temp tj and then either prolute or venom so it sounds like clay temp and tj are like pretty much a lock to be on the roster and then obviously temp is and sounds like clay and tj are basically locks uh and then it sounds like based on what i had read that prolute is the most likely fourth but it could also be venom um i kind of have my thoughts on this roster but i want to hear what you have to say first um, roster. I don't really know. Does Pro really play like sub? I thought Does in the past he played sub, but like on Optic this year he played flex to fill in yeah. ability. But TJ back on the sub would be really helpful for his career. I would say honestly, I think so too. I Is think he that not really much of a slain guy anymore. No, and I think TJ TJ reminds me a lot of Bance in a way. Maybe not communication level, but like play style. I feel like TJ is kind of more of a ratty player that has like pop off ability like tj could randomly pop like a seven streak and get streaks yeah but like most times i feel like he's going to be around a one but i feel like he makes a lot of the correct plays in the map um yeah when you search in his choice that's for sure yeah i honestly like okay i feel like we have to look at it through a paris lens like if i'm looking at this roster for like a team like if if lag or like one of the higher money teams were to put together this roster or like any other franchise was to put together this roster and show it to me i'd be like yeah I'm kind of underwhelmed, but since this is Paris, yeah. I feel like this is kind of a massive W because it seems like a lot better than any roster I've ever seen from Paris. Like the best it's roster. Probably, yeah, it's probably the best roster they've had, right? I mean, they have mm-hmm. one of the top five probably players of all time in Clay, Temp, who's in a pretty elite level slayer. TJ, I feel like is a higher caliber sub than they normally have, especially when you compare it to their subs from last year. And I don't know. I I think I prefer Pro Loot over Venom. And I think Prolute's kind of the X factor with this team because I feel like you know what you're going to get out of Clay. Temp is just going to have to be a superstar or this team's not going to be successful. And I feel yeah. like you can kind of rely on TJ to be consistent, but I feel like 
their pop-off sub that can kind of hard carry at times is going to have to be like Prolute. I guess we'll see. And I don't know if Prolute has that in them either. So this team, I think, is probably like a team that's fighting to try to get that eight seed or something. But I mean, I would say Paris hasn't even put up a fight for the eight seed ever. So if they're even competing for it, it's probably an upgrade. For them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Brock's team, Florida. Um, you guys will start to learn Brock. You guys know my favorite players. You know, I'm a big Kenny fan. Um, I like methods a lot, but you guys will start to learn Brock's favorite players. Brock absolutely loves Dave Patty. Um, he unfortunately is not starting on Florida. Their starting roster is kind of a head scratcher. Uh, it's confirmed, though. It's Major Maniac, Brack, Vickle, and Havoc. Um, kind of a head scratcher for me, though. What do you think? Yeah, the only person I really like on this team is Major Maniac because he's very <laughs> typical. Yeah, player. Majors. Yeah, he he's Brack, never gonna let you down. He's he was good at Black Ops Four, but that's the last time we've seen him in a pro scene. Yeah, and Vickle, he's he's won a lot, but he didn't win the big one in the challengers. And Havoc is just crumbles on land. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about Havoc. He going back to Florida I, too. It didn't work out yeah, the first time. I just like, I feel like I I think Florida is a team. I don't know. We don't know because they don't release like salary info. But I for some reason I kind of have this like feeling that Florida is a team that spends less because they really haven't put together too crazy of a roster since like. MW in the middle of the year when they were able to pick up Big Wake and Pharaoh to add them with like Skies and stuff. And I mean, obviously, Pharaoh, rest in peace, incredible player. Awakening was an incredible player coming up then, and Skies was an incredible player. So, like, that roster was very, very good. Uh, and then it had good support players on it, like Havoc. But since then, like, last year, the roster was overall kind of underwhelming through ARs. Uh, they were like okay at times, but didn't really have ever like that high of a ceiling. This roster, though, it's like I like Major Maniac. I think he's a good player, but like, Brack, like you said, we haven't seen him since BO4, and he was good in BO4 on that LG team, but like we haven't seen a lot of him since. And I, I just I don't think they're gonna do that great. Probably get a change at the first yeah I, majors. And Brack is like from everything we've heard since he's been in challenges, he's basically been a main AR. And we know Major Maniac's like fault in his game is that he's so slow. And if Brack's also gonna be a slow main, um I feel like this team is gonna rely so much on Vickle and Havoc to like outslay the other subs and like I feel like Vickle's very talented. We've heard so much about him, but we don't know that he's going to translate to the pro league. And Havoc, we yeah. know what he is. Like He's not a super high upside slayer, so I don't know. I feel like this team's going to have to be a search and destroy team if they want to be successful. Yeah, Pacing issues too, probably, I would yeah. say. Super slow ARs. And, yeah. I mean, would you agree, though, this is a team that the only way I see them being successful is they have to be like the best search team. They have to dominate search. Yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of a hard point. It's kind of weird, though, that we just talked about three rosters, and I actually don't think the Paris or Vegas one is the worst one. That's yeah, like probably the first time ever. For once. <laughs> it's probably the first time Paris ever. Paris on the up. <laughs> temp going crazy now. Paris going from 12 to 11. Um, uh, probably 10. Come on now. Uh, yeah, they could be ahead of London, I guess. Um, we haven't really talked about London, but I guess we could talk about them quick if we wanted. Uh, that was the one we didn't have like written down to talk about, but we do have like a rumored roster for them of Zero, Paul, Nasty, and Asim. Um, I guess I like this roster more than Florida for sure. Um, I'm a big Zero fan. I really think he's a good steady man AR. I think he's a good in-game leader. Um, I also think Paul has some pretty good talent for a flex. I think this AR duo can slay with a lot of AR duos. Um, and I also think Paul's very good at running a sub where like I don't know that I trust the guy like Brack to run a sub if it becomes a three sub meta. Yeah. Or like Wake and Temp on Paris and Boston. I trust them to run a sub. I don't necessarily trust Brack, but I do trust uh, Paul to run a sub. And then I think Asim and Nasty is an interesting sub duo because 
from what we know, Nasty is willing to do the dirty work. We know Asim is willing to do the dirty work. So like and the routes. Yeah, and I feel like this sub-duo is going to play very well together, Nasty being a little more methodical, uh, and we've heard that he could be a good slayer. He wasn't last year because he was kind of, you know, doing a lot of the dirty work, but yeah. I don't know. I feel like this team has, like, sneaky potential to actually just have really good teamwork and be okay, but I don't think the stealing is, like, crazy high. It's honestly about Paul and how well he plays this year, honestly. Because I think the other three are pretty consistent. Yeah, you're no getting it from them. But, yeah, I just don't know that Paul can be a superstar that elevates them to, like, a top team. If he does though, yeah, he, you know, I feel like they're like a, they're like a. <laughs> I feel like they're like maybe like a what? Uh, they're like another team that's in that like seven to ten range for me. They're fighting yeah. for the end of champs, uh, probably, but nothing crazy. All right, moving on to that's all the rosters that are like new or new rumored or confirmed. Uh, one last little roster thing mm-hmm. before we talk schedule and then MW two, gunless. Could potentially be forced to retire within like what the next week or so. Ten days, I think he said. Um, yeah, Twitter. and that was like what a couple days ago or something. Yeah. Um, but he could be forced to retire if he doesn't get a sub spot uh, or a starting spot, which doesn't sound like obviously at this point he's going to get a starting spot. But could potentially be forced to retire because of visa issues, because I believe he's from Canada um, mm-hmm. and had like a, a work visa or something to be living in the U.S. But now since he technically doesn't have like an employment, they won't count like challengers as employment. I don't think he can't get no, sponsored for another visa. Um, so he is in danger of having it's, to it's really retire. If that happens, you know, <laughs> he's always on, like, he's on some pretty good teams. And then he just, you know, health issues always pop up. It seems like for him health issues or like team issues or like, yeah, it feels like he's gotten like, and I know like early in his career, he might've done it to himself a little bit because like everybody had said he was kind of a toxic teammate and stuff. But lately, like, the last couple issues don't really seem to be on him. Like he gets put in kind of a bad situation in Seattle where the team just wasn't that good. They struggle. He plays okay. And then last year, like he's an LAG and I really feel like that team to get a fair shake. Cause I actually thought that that LAG team, like I like the roster with who can ace him uh, and yeah. slasher with him. I actually think that the roles made a lot of sense. I like that roster and like, he was also feels like he never got really a good. Actually, I think the best one on his team at the time. Yeah, and they were struggling like team wise, but he was playing well. And then obviously the whole sickness comes through where he like can't even eat or like do anything. So I can't imagine it was easy to play. But like, like this is really gonna suck. Scream or something like that too. Yeah, like this sucks because like you're telling me that like he couldn't take that flex spot over Brack on Florida or something. Like Gunless is a very talented player. Even a sub spot, like no one wants him a sub spot. And he's a valuable sub too because like. He, I feel like he is more leaning towards an AR player, but he is a true flex. Like in World War II, when he was at his best, he was a true flex and was yeah. maybe the best player in the game. And like, I feel like if you had to put him in in a pinch because of like a COVID situation or like somebody was sick, like a couple of times happened last year, he's got to play a match. Like I would trust Gunless to run either role in a pinch. I wouldn't want him to like run a sub long term probably, but like in a pinch, I trust him to run either. And I feel like having a flex as your bench player is just so valuable because you can throw him in either way. Yeah. So, so someone should pick him up. Somebody should 100% pick him up to at least force him to not retire because that would be another player gone way too soon uh, that's very talented. Yeah, if Forrest Case is like, maybe wants to be a coach so he can yeah. get on the team. Somebody bring him on as like... Force retire. Yeah. Go back to get him on as like a pseudo like coach and yeah. just so we can get his visa eligible. <laughs> player coach. <laughs> yeah. Bill Russell. Um, now that's about it for roster stuff. Uh, this is really not like crazy news that we have to talk a ton about, but I wanted to just mention it. 
Um, cause it is, you know, a lot of times, especially on the podcast, Brock isn't as familiar with this, but there's so many negatives that the CDL does and like call of duty does. So we're always harping on negative stuff, but we finally got like something somewhat positive. So we gotta, gotta talk about that to lighten it up a little bit. Um, the new season schedules out, uh, for the 2023, I guess, technically year of the CDL, uh, or 2022. And it's starting December 2nd, which is a huge W, um, for all of us, because usually oh, we're God. like the game comes out, what, like late October, early November. And then we have to wait yeah. till like February, uh, like three, four months for the first CDL action, which is just ridiculous. Cause, um, at that point, like any momentum the game had for like you and I are going to be people that are going to watch it all year, regardless of how bad the game is just cause mm-hmm. we love competitive COD. But like, the casual fan, they might be done by Christmas if they don't like the game. Like they're just like, screw this, and then why would they ever watch competitive? They don't play the game, they're a casual fan. They're never gonna watch yeah. competitive. But I mean, the game drops what, like October twenty seventh or twenty eighth, and then about a month later the season starts. Which is W. Yeah. And the the schedule for the first four majors is out. Um first one is a new location, which is kinda cool. It's not going to any franchise, it's going to Raleigh, North Carolina, and it's gonna be a pro am style tournament. Uh, I think it's gonna be somewhat like last year, maybe like four AM teams qualify through like some tournament, probably, and then probably like a pool play into bracket. And hopefully, they have like a full fledged uh, fans there in like the arena. Maybe it'll be in the. I know Halo had a tournament in Rally to start the infinite yeah. year, so like hopefully it'll be something like that. Probably there, yeah, yeah. Because like last pro am, it was cool that they had a pro am, but there was no crowd at last year's pro am. So they yeah. were literally just like playing at a land center, like sitting right next to each other playing. Like that wasn't as cool because it's way cooler with the crowd. Yeah. Um, and then major two is in Boston. We saw Boston throw a successful challengers event last year. So they probably was like a, a test for them to see if they could host an event And Boston. I feel like would be a very cool city to travel to. Uh, major yeah. three is optic major four NYSL and then major five slash champs is still to be determined. But apparently champs might be in mid June this year instead of mid to in late London? August. <laughs> I, I wish <laughs> Actually, I don't know if I wish because I want to be able to travel to champs this year. And if it's in London, I'm probably not going to want to pay to go yeah, across the seas. True. <laughs> yeah, I think um, also for Major One, the Raleigh one, their seal uh, points are on the line for pro teams. I wonder how that's going to work. So, like, if a if a AM team do. finishes third, like the points for third are just like null. Nobody gets them. Probably. I would assume so. Just like get the prize pool. Imagine if they did like some weird stuff like they do with pro points where like if your AM team finished third, you all get that amount of CDL points and you get to carry them with you to whatever team you join. <laughs> that'd be funny. You could just like pick somebody up to make sure you make champs. That'd be wild. That yeah. definitely would not happen, but that'd be wild. That'd be very interesting for the pickups. Um, <laughs> for any, any specific major you're particularly interested? I mean, like uh, Brock and I and one of our other friends went to the Minnesota major. You guys know I went to Minnesota major, been to... Um, bo4 champs and then i went to the launch weekend event in minnesota any particular event you're looking at i mean i guess both of us are probably looking to go to champs this year we'd love to go to champs but like if we count just major one through four how about that because we don't know where five or champs are honestly the one that i would most likely go to this year would probably be texas yeah and that's that's probably a good time too because um they all know we're in wisconsin and what major three if the season starts in december probably a, a couple months later major three is probably what like march or so it could, could still be kind of cold here maybe get down to texas get a little warm <laughs> yeah that'll be, that'll be good to go to 
Yeah, and I feel like to go, and he's trying to go to a cold place. <laughs> I when feel, it's I mean, really cold here, <laughs> Boston will probably be cold because Major Two will probably be like February. Yeah, that'll be that'll be very interesting for people. I'll never forget when uh, my college roommate and I went to the Minnesota launch weekend. It was a blizzard, like a literal blizzard. We were walking downtown through like a foot of snow on the sidewalks as they weren't cleared. That was like I don't know who decided to have the opening event in Minnesota in January. That wasn't the brightest idea, but All places are for real. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I'm looking. I honestly think Rally would be pretty cool to go to, just because it, like it'd be a neutral event, and it wouldn't be like hosted by any team. So that'd be kind of yeah. cool. I mean, it'll it'll probably be dominated by like Optic fans, anyways. But like, it was wild to see like when we were at the Minnesota event. Like when it was Minnesota versus Optic, I swear there was like twice as much Minnesota fans in the room as oh, Optic fans. For sure, yeah. Which was like sick to see because you never see that. Minnesota um, fans are out fanning the Optic fans. Yeah, them, for, for sure. sure. Um, maybe 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 major five will be uh in minnesota i think on their press conference they said that they're not hosting an event this year but uh, they did say that they wanted to do i talked about this on one of the other podcasts they wanted to do like a i thought this would be cool for us they wanted to do like a, a activation plan because like minnesota has been really good about creating new fans and like interacting with like the community in minnesota they apparently were doing like an activation plan this year where they wanted to test it out they wanted to like host their matches their online matches on land against certain teams like have them travel out if they only had one match that week have them like travel out put them up in like hotels or whatever and they want to travel like minnesota iowa illinois uh wisconsin because like minnesota is the only one of those states like in this area to have a team so they want to like travel around and like play their online matches on land and like different cities like probably go to like milwaukee and like i don't really know where in iowa like, that'd chicago like yeah that'd be super cool they like bring a traveling circus in they like play one match that'd be kind of cool but I don't know. If I had to take a guess, I think Major 5 would shoot. I don't even know. Maybe L.A. Uh, that's always a hot a pick. I hope Champs isn't in L.A., though. I was talking about this with Maven on Twitter, actually. Uh, I hope that Champs isn't in L.A. Because, like, yeah, I get it. It's, like, the premier city and everything. But, like, it's so tough for, like, I traveled to L.A. for Champs in BO4. That was expensive. Like, yeah, it's expensive I- to go to L.A. Like, I think it'd be kind of cool if they moved around. Like, it's going to be June, too. So, like. It's not like weather's going to be an issue anywhere. It's June. It's warm everywhere in the U.S. in June. Like, it's not going to be bad weather. Bring it to Chicago or something like a neutral site. Chicago's a big enough city to hold it. Like, I feel like yeah. it probably will be a neutral site because it kind of was weird how it was basically a home event for thieves. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's about it for schedule. Um, next stuff that we have down before we jump jump into our tier list is basically MW2 stuff. Uh, so obviously MW2 is kind of a hot topic on Twitter right now. Uh, the beta for PlayStation was last weekend. Some positives that came out of it, but also um, it is an Infinity Ward and it's uh, a slide cancel era squad spawn uh, era game. So there's probably some negatives as well. Um, kind of maybe flip flop between negatives and positives. Uh, first thing, domination could be the third mode potentially for the CDL. But the CDL commissioner kind of was like, say, please say psych. Somebody said to him, then he was like, psych. So yeah, maybe it's I, not I Dom. Not. I'm <laughs> yeah, not Dom is a trying to play domination. The only thing that's still... worse. I mean, the only thing that's worse than watching domination is playing it, in my opinion. Yeah, like, it's fine for pubs. Yeah, for, for pubs, it's fine, but that's not really competitive, honestly. I, I don't think it is either. I'd rather see. I know you're a CTF stand. I'd rather see CTF. Yeah, let's there. bring it back CTF. I don't. I think control might be the most entertaining third mode to watch. Still not great, but I don't hate watch. I mean, obviously uplink is the most entertaining third mode to watch. 
but that's not gonna happen. So just uh, gridiron from World War Two. <laughs> that was awful. <laughs> I hate it's on the ground uplink. <laughs> that was hilarious to play. Um, but yeah, domination. I really, 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 really hope it's not the third mode because uh, I don't love like I think any of us when we load into rank play and we see control, we're like, why can't that be search or hardpoint? Pretty much like we don't really want to play it, but like think I'd much rather. Well, I don't think I know I'd much rather be playing control over domination. Like one hundred percent. Um. So you hopefully that's the not best, the case. But, but he the the commissioner gave us hope. He like said psych to whoever said that to him, and like I would yeah. assume that means either like control or CTF, or unless they're planning to introduce like some brand new mode or something. Yeah, maybe a new game mode somehow. But I don't. I'd be also scared to trust Infinity War to make a new mode for us. Maybe the the rescue mode, the new mode. Oh my god! <laughs> Where you got to rescue some like a prisoner? Could you imagine if they threw that in there? Maybe they'll do it like uh, some of the pros were joking about last year, dropping to Warzone for a Warzone two for a third map. Um, do a kill yeah, race. It could be, yeah. That'd be awful. <laughs> It'd be not um, fun to watch, that's for sure. All right, next thing. This one's a positive, I think. I don't think anybody would say this is a negative. Uh, you can manually drop the bomb in search and destroy an MW two, which is like something that's similar to games like, um, like a Valorant, or I believe you could do that in CS as well. So like. Uh, it's kind of a little more tactical because, you know, we've all had it happen when you're like playing with your buddies and somebody accidentally picks up the bomb and they go, shoot, I got the bomb. And it like chalks your whole round because the person's never used yeah. to carrying the bomb. And like, or you, or you get pushed into the bomb and accident yeah. while running. Yeah. Or like, yeah, you realize like you kind of didn't realize you grabbed the bomb. You're not thinking you're kind of just like you're not playing super like hardcore. You're just kind of casually talking and playing ranked. And then you push into their spawn with the bomb. You're like, shoot, you could maybe like try to like backtrack and drop it for somebody and like stay pushed up or like. We were yeah. talking about like if you get onto site and you want to push through, but you don't want to drop the bomb in their spawn, you can drop the bomb. Like I think it's it's something very like, it'll, it can be pretty tactical. You can drop the bomb, then have that, and then push up, have someone else grab bomb, plant it. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're More in an advantageous position, position yeah. Like yeah. It, it's a positive. I don't really see how it could be a negative unless it's like buggy or something in some way. Yeah. But like I, I, I feel like I'm throw positive. the bomb at all, like a couple feet, you know? Yeah, chuck it like relay the bomb over to the bomb site or something so you don't have yeah. to cross <laughs> yeah like a shield pot in fortnite one day <laughs> oh yeah that's right but not I as far not that. as far though <laughs> can't chuck it across the map yeah chuck it from a yeah like on bow cage you could hop on those stairs chuck it from a to b yep <laughs> <laughs> um next thing kind of a negative let's be honest uh this one's wild to me too uh the mini map is apparently going to be like mw pubs when you shoot you're not going to show up on the mini map I would assume, obviously, like in competitive for like our sake in competitive, it's it's obviously going to be normal. Like it wasn't MW, like you should oh, still going to show up. Um, and then dead silence is a field upgrade, so not a perk. You're going to have super loud footsteps until you pop that. Uh, and they did this despite the community, like apparently, like thirty five or forty percent of the feedback they received was that they want the regular mini map and they want dead silence to be a perk. And they were just like, "Yeah, we acknowledge your feedback, but we're not going to change it." So. Off to a great start for the competitive fans this year. <laughs> yeah, they don't care as much about us. Yeah, it's it sucks though because like I I don't know maybe there's like, so much more though too. I don't understand with the minimap thing. Like when I was an absolute bot and a noob at COD, like in Black Ops One, the one thing that always helped me was when we called in a UAV or when people shot, I could like see where they were and like position myself to try to like get to a line of sight to see them. Yeah, like I don't. I guess, I don't know, maybe if somebody is like a complete new player, pubs player could try to explain to me and I'd understand it better. But I just feel like the red dots help you learn the game. Like, oh, people like I constantly see a red dot here when somebody's shooting like that must be a good spot to go to. Like when you're a, like a complete noob at the game and somebody's like camping in like a window or something. 
and you keep yeah. seeing them shooting up there and you keep seeing them getting kills in the kill feed, you might be like, hey, where are they at? Like, I should probably go try to get to that power position. Then you might learn about a head glitch or something like stuff like that. Like, it's like I feel like it helps newer players, not hurts them, right? Yeah, it would. I feel like it would help them, but maybe if they're camping, they don't want to get seen the mini map to shoot their gun. Yeah, I mean, and but, but that's what's for. That's uh, not that silence. Silencers for. Yeah, it, but if you don't want to be seen on the mini map. Put a silencer on. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not Infinity Ward. But yeah, uh, and Joe Seacott and those guys were like, you could tell by the terminology they were using too. It's like they, it's like they're developing the game and they don't even play COD. They were like. We want to punish rushers and like we want to like like they were like calling the people that like just like to fly around the map rushers and like they were like we want to the more tactical players and like they didn't want to say campers. Yeah, um, like it they're they're just lost in terms of like I feel like if you sat them down and put them on a controller like the devs, they would get absolutely world star by like the most basic casual player. <laughs> it would be the camper that goes. Yeah. To play yeah. More. Um, yeah. Back to another positive, though. Bloom could maybe be gone. Out of the oh. game potentially. I don't know if that's confirmed, but remember thank, last year with thank the MP40. The Lord if it is. Thank the yeah. Lord if it is. I mean, the MP40 last year. How much of a mess was that? Like you'd be shooting a guy from like mid range, and like your gun, your ADS would be exactly on him, and you just whiff every bullet. Yeah, close range, good. Like twenty meters. Yeah, it's chalked. Good look yeah. at that. <laughs> so that's at least a positive. Uh, this is probably a negative for a lot of the community, but a positive for Brock specifically. If you guys ever. Maybe we'll throw up some gameplay videos in the channel or something, but Shotzi Maybe. apparently found a slide cancel. Let's go. I'm so happy about this. And if you guys know the way that Brock plays, he tries to claim he's a main AR. That's like complete cap. Brock's like a main <laughs> sub, basically, and he likes to get cracked around the map. He was like the guy that was spamming L trigger faster than anybody in BO4 on the Maddox. He loves to slide cancel on the map on Vanguard. So like movement king is for Brock. So he loves to slide cancel. I'm so happy Shotzi found that, and I can go try that in the, this weekend's beta. It's something weird, though, wasn't it? Wasn't it like you got to like slide, slide, like YY or something? Which you're addicted to YY, and so this is like it was, like, it was like for you. it was like really weird, but there's a lot of extra buttons than before. But this is like think, made for you, though. I think we have figured it out, though. Yeah. If you have to, okay, if you have to slide cancel and you have to YY to do it, that's like you might be the best player in the game this year. Yeah, I am addicted to YY, and that is <laughs> it's true. Bad. You you and Kenny are like the same. You had like the same amount of inputs on YY. Yeah, he's a world champ though. No, <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah. All right. Next thing. This is like this better get changed. I know it was a thing in MW, but it better get changed. Uh, apparently on a lot of the beta maps in hardpoint, I think one of them had five hardpoints and the rest of them had like six or more. I think uh, one, like, had, one had eight. Yeah. What is that? I remember. Well, don't you remember the story from MW when Slasher was like, we loaded into hardpoint and now it was like, uh p4 and he was like okay i guess it's going to p5 and then all of a sudden it went yeah. to p6 and he was like wait what and then it went to like 20 hard points yeah there's one that was like 20 yeah <laughs> yeah don't need that so many five that's max. gotta change that's good enough yeah. i actually think i i mean i'd have to really go back and think about all the maps but i think i prefer maps with five over four um i, I mean that's like a complete like thing out of like nowhere like i, I could be completely lying right now into the mic but i think i prefer maps with five usually like a fifth hard point, but there are obviously some maps. I can't really think of yeah. one off like the top of my head that is four. Every map um, should have, every map should have a, a standard like five or like four. Yeah, or four, four or five. It has to be four or five. Obviously, nothing less, nothing more. But yeah. uh, and like it's so dumb when you do those like eight hard point maps too, because like I was looking at it and like it's like seven and eight or whatever are in the buildings next to each other. So like it's kind of dumb because of like if you hold spawns well, you could just easily roll one twenty in a row, and like it could mm -hmm. lead to cool comebacks. But like I don't. I don't want to see a team spawn out for a minute uh, or two minutes straight and just 
run into gunfire. Like that's not going to make for an entertaining map. <laughs> if it's squad spawns, you can just spawn behind them. So that'll be good. Yeah, it is squad spawns. It's another unfortunate thing. Yeah, predict um, spawns. Yeah, that's us in Vanguard. We'd we'd be all pushed out back coop on bow cage and say they're hey they're spawning out like kitchen and then they'd spawn water behind us. And, yeah. yeah, that was definitely me. Called the wrong spawn every <laughs> time at the time. Yeah, because you just, you just don't know what's going to happen. It's random. Yeah. Um. Next thing, kind of this kind of relates back to the manually dropping the bomb thing. Uh, this is also more so much like a Valorant thing. Brock and I, Brock just played Val for the first time last night. Uh, and oh, that was an experience. Let me tell you that. <laughs> yeah, we're none of us are really a keyboard and mouse. None of our friends are. We've all been like controller our whole life, but we've been learning Val. So like, I guess we could talk about this. Like we understand a little bit more what it's like because I mean, we're not good Val players. Don't don't get it twisted. We're bad at Val, but we kind of understand the game a little bit. So like yeah. we understand more what this means. But like apparently there's a field upgrade in the game that is like a drone that drops like a smoke wall. I haven't seen how it works. I don't know how big the wall is. I don't know how like much control you have over placing it. So I, I really don't have much knowledge on it, but I thought it'd be something we're talking about. It's likely to be GA'd because it sounds kind of odd and we like, GA okay. everything. Uh, but like apparently it's like a smoke wall. Like if you guys play Val, so like a lot of characters have like a wall of like toxic smoke or like they can like throw smokes out. So like it seems like it'd be something that you could do to like completely smoke off a cross in a way. Yeah. And like... Um. It could be really cool if done right, but they always have trouble with like one way smokes. How, how long it is and how big it is and how long it lasts. Yeah, but well, let's just get rid of it already. Might as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's go back to be. go back to the old old smokes. But the, the problem is like that's what scares me about this too. Even if it's like a good tactic that can be used, like smokes are always just so broken in COD. Like they're always like a oh, way to one way them or like yeah they you just like throw them and like they're see-through or you can like see a name or like you don't get aim assist certain times and you do other times like for whatever reason for how many years in a row they like call of duty just can't get smokes right i don't know how they messed that one up for how long it was good and then randomly just stopped working yeah like one ways and like it is kind of cheesy like if you can find a way to throw a smoke and like you can act like it's not there but everybody else sees it like i can see why competitive integrity would be thrown out the window from that i would lose full if that happened to me to be honest yeah I think it did happen last year. Like it was like a Draza simp beef. Oh yeah, uh, and, and Bo Cage. When yeah, he did it. Draza like one way to smoke and after himself. that they got <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I think that's about all we have for news, though. Uh, we're probably gonna cut out here for a second. I'm gonna pull up the the tier list, and we're gonna dive into a tier list of all the teams for next year. We're gonna throw them on and a way too early bad. power rankings, and um, we'll be back in just a second. All right, so here we are with the tier list on the screen. As I said, not going to be a Vanguard tier list of all the players. We talked about that, but Vanguard's a little bit too past. I don't know how much interest there is in that right now, and like season's over, so and it's over a month over, so I don't know how worthwhile it is ranking. Maybe in a few weeks or something, if we're really dead on news, we could just like go back and rank the players uh, from that or like rank yeah. our thoughts on the players heading into the season, but it's a little dead. But on the screen, you see we've got a tier list for uh, all the CDL teams. The way we're going to rank this is... Based on it's way too early, we're probably going to go back before the season and do this again, and things might shift a lot based on how teams look um, or how we're hearing they're doing in scrims and stuff. But we're just going to like our initial thoughts on the roster since they're all announced or rumored and go through and rank them in a tier list. Um, we've got S, A, B, C, D. What team you want to start with, Brock? Uh, just go with LA Thieves first off. Okay, so... I mean, I think, in my opinion, LA Thieves, they've got to be like the clear A or S tier, like one of the two. It's just kind of all a matter of how you project them. Like, do you give them the benefit of the doubt S tier because 
Uh, they won champs. Logical explanation. Or do you think they're maybe going to fall off a little bit? I think they will fall off a little bit because they're, they have a ring now. Yeah. And like, it's it's so tough to go back to back. And like, I, I mean, the, the talent on this roster is no doubt like a top talent team. Yeah. They have talent to be a top team. There's like no question on that. I'm I'm thinking uh, let's go A. Okay. Let's go A. I, I agree with that. I, some people might be pissed that they're not an S, but I, I feel like, I think there's a chance that they could be a B team because like for most of last year, they were probably a B team like mm-hmm. projecting them out. Uh, they could be like more of a middle of the pack team. I could easily see that happening, especially because MW2 seems like squad spawns and everything like seems like it might be a little bit of a fluky year again. And I think a lot of other teams did get better. Uh, but like, I feel like it'd be pretty disrespectful and dumb to not have them in at least a considering they're coming off back to back championships. Probably no, they could be a D team. Yeah, I we mean, just don't know yet. <laughs> you don't know yet, but I feel like since they're coming off back to back in the town on the roster, we got to have them at least A. So we'll throw them in A. For now. Um, where are we going next? Uh, let's go South Surge. Ooh, that's an interesting one. Um, I, wish, I wish they would have got RCs. I mean, at times last year, what? They looked like an S tier team, and other times they looked like a D tier team. Yeah. Like, they were at both extremes. Like at Major 3, uh, when they won it, they seemed like they could potentially be the best team in the game coming out of there. And then they just like flopped going into major four. And then at champs, they looked really good again. Like they had a chance to yeah. go into the finals at champs. Pick your poison. Did it good one time? One major next year, major 12. And it's like, where do we think they're going to go? Like, I don't think accuracy is going to be significantly better or worse. Like he's a pretty consistent player. I think he's gonna be roughly the same. Uh, Mac is kind of the same way. He's pretty inconsistent, but I, I trust him as a reliable player. It, Pred, yeah. like, is Pred going to be that yeah. good again? Like, uh, I don't know. Pred's an incredible really player. He was really good last year. Yeah, he's an incredible player, but, Almost like, to part. match what he did last year, it's, it's like, he could be amazing next year and not match what he did in Vanguard. I said we put him in beef B. I don't hate B. I feel like they're a high B, low A to me right now. I really like the talent on their roster. Yeah. And, like, they are sticking together, which sometimes we frown upon, but other times, like, it, it could be good for their chemistry. I think the roster kind of comes down to Sib to me, though. Yeah, Sib. Sib and Fred, really. How well they perform? Because I think, like, we know we're going to get accuracy and Mac. They're going to be pretty consistent. They're going to have their downfalls, but they're also going to have their accuracy clutch moments in search, and Mac's going to have his pop off moments in respawn. Um, Sib Sib just can't go negative, neg 10. Yeah. they're, They're losing. He had his struggle games, and, like, Pred and Sib basically can't struggle. They're going to have a lot on their shoulders to slay. But if those two are playing yeah. up to their peak, they're a team that could win events. They could definitely win it all if they are playing like really good. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, especially, especially Mac. He's he's underrated, honestly. Mac is yeah. He's he reminds me somewhat. Not maybe not play style, but like the type of player I think of him in my mind. He reminds me maybe of like a little better version currently of like Tej. Where like he has some maps where it's like, oh my god, that was an awful map from Mac, and then he has some yeah. maps like World War Two T where it was like he was hard carrying. Like yeah. there was a point early in the year last year where I was consistently saying that Mac was the best player on their team before Pred really had his like takeoff. Yeah, Mac did play for the most part pretty good the whole year. Yeah, so I, I have faith in them. I, f- I feel like B is a fair rating, but I could even see them being mm-hmm. an A. And maybe maybe we'll move them around if we start to realize that the higher than some teams as we add more in. Um, All right, we should go with Paris next. Paris or Vegas, whatever you want to call them. Uh, yeah, Vegas losing my bad, not Paris. Anymore. I feel like it was a, it's like a knee jerk reaction for me to just like throw them in D right there in D. But they I don't know, go. like 
I don't know. I feel like depending on where we want to put every other team, they could definitely be in D, but I actually don't hate them in C tier. Bottom of C. Yeah, C, C. I'll go wherever you want. You're the guest. Let's You're the new guest on the podcast. Let's go C. Let's go C. All right. I have, I, have, I, have, I have faith in Clay and Donnie. Yeah, I feel like, I mean. Teach will be there too. I've been proven wrong last year because like in the beginning of the year, uh, when Kyle and I were talking about teams, when we talked about New York, I said it's a team with Clay and Krim. There's just no way that they're worse than like middle of the pack or like bottom middle. And I mean, they were the worst team in the league. They were worse than Paris. <laughs> so I've yeah, been wrong before about like trusting the vets, but like, I don't know, like a team with clay temp Tiege as like a foundation. I feel like they maybe don't have a high ceiling, but they can't be like the worst team, right? No, they can't. Like, be. It's all, it's all, all upgrades from last year. So yeah. And like, I, even if last year for the most part, no, like yeah. See, even if they end up being like the worst team in the league, I still don't think I would go back on this and be like, why did I put them in C? Cause like, I mean, putting my faith in clay and temp, I feel like that's a pretty decent spot to put your faith. Like they yeah. have a pretty okay team as long as they can just mesh and have some good chemistry. Like I don't hate it at all. Yeah. I, I think C is good. Okay. Well, let's um, see then. Well, let's go to Florida mutineers next. Oh, speaking of the C and D debate, they're right in there. <laughs> Yeah, I have my I'll, opinion. I want to hear what you have to say. Florida, I, I just don't think I can put them in D because they have Major Maniac on the team. Oh man, I want to put them in D really bad because if if I, Florida doesn't go into D, I don't think any team put does. Like a C minus. <laughs> nope, we're not making new tiers. They're not doing it. I was about to say yes, but nah. Uh, I feel like either they, them, or Paris have to go in D. They have to. Because if if we don't put Florida or Paris and I don't unless you have a completely different opinion than me, I don't think a single team goes in D if it's not Florida or Paris. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I just like. Let's, let's compare the two up. teams. Who do you have more faith in, Clay or Major? Uh, current form, obviously all time Clay, but all time Clay, current Major. I feel like I can get behind that. I, I think I lean more towards Clay though. Clay Revenge Tour, we've seen it a million times. Clay's yeah, pretty good recently on Revenge Tour. Um, compare their flexes. Donnie versus... Um, who's Flores Frack? I'm like blanking. Oh, yeah, I'll take Donnie. <laughs> yeah, the Donnie, even though I like um, Frack. And then, like, I don't know, TJ versus Vickle, or, like, their subs. Like, TJ and, let's say, Prolute versus Vickle and Havoc. I, like, I'm not super inclined I, to lean one way. I don't trust Havoc on land. Only yeah. on land. I feel like Vickle might be the best of the four because he has such a high, like, unknown ceiling. Yeah. Like, he might have the highest ceiling, but, like, I'm not, like, sitting here clearly thinking that one's better than the other, but, like, AR duo, I think I lean towards Paris. Like, I'll take Clay and Donnie over Brack and Major. Yeah, probably because we just haven't seen, like, Brack in the challenges for so long now. I want to put him in D tier just so we have a D tier. Uh, yeah, put him in D for now. I feel like they. By the I also the feel year, safe. Like the yeah, we'll see about that. Why can't just summon Dave? <laughs> yep, Dave's coming in revenge tour. I mean, I I feel like they could move up, but like I feel pretty confident. Like, who would I be more shocked if they rose to B tier? With if they both kept the same rosters, I'd be a lot more shocked if Florida rose to B than uh, Paris. Because like if you told me or Vegas, if you told me Vegas rose to B tier, I'd be like, yeah, they have they have Temp and, and Clay. That that makes sense that that team is like gotten to middle of the pack. But if you told yeah. me the team with Major Brack and Havoc went to like B tier, I'd be like, okay, like I mean maybe like Havoc and Major are okay, but 
I don't know. They're, they're, yeah. We're splitting hairs here with the bottom yeah. tier. <laughs> well, what does go? What does go D for now? All right, and we're gonna update this probably as as the season gets closer and we start to learn more about teams because maybe maybe uh, MW two is Brack's game or something or like some of these random players. You know, players have pop off games. Maybe it'll be one of their games. Yeah, if it could be. All Let's right. go on to the New York Subliners. All right, so this roster is what was it? Skies, Bane, Priesta, Flex, and then Hydra and Kismet on the subs. Yep. Oh boy, I like this team. Uh, to me, they're in like the A B range. I don't know if you feel differently or if they're lower, but I I like Skies who's, very talented. Main? Is it Skies main? Yeah, Skies main, Priesta, Flex. I feel like the roles in this team make a lot of sense as well. They do. I feel like Kismet's a, a pretty heavy entry type player. Hydra's obviously more of like a slayer. Um, Skies is a good steady slaying man. AR and Priesta is a pretty natural flex, can run both guns. Yeah. I guess my concern here is what leadership, in game leadership. Yeah, well, I think Skies might have to take that over. And I don't, I, I uh, don't know that Skies can't do it, but I don't think of Skies as a guy that's an IGL typically when I think of them. Yeah. Or maybe Priesta will take over. Yeah, Priest is a, a vet, and I mean, was with Crowder forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know Crowder, one of the best coaches. I could, I could see that being a thing. I just, I, I feel like this team has potential top end ability. Like, I can see the slaying upside with like Skies uh, and yeah. Priesta and Hydra, and even Kismet. At, at sometimes at the end of last year, Kismet was popping off. He was best one on the team some of the series. Yeah, uh, we should put him in B. I don't mind B. I feel like they're a team uh, that could definitely rise. Middle, but, uh, middle of the pack. Yeah, don't know. I don't. I don't mind B. I like that. All right, where are we going next? We're gonna let you pick every time. All right, we're gonna go to the Minnesota Rocker. Oh boy. Um, oh, if you guys are listeners of the podcast, I, you guys know I'm kind of a rocker stan, so I might have to fight Brock on this one. I like him too. Uh, I like and, some of the players. I know Amy and Brock and. Uh, Kyle don't really know each other well or anything, but Kyle is the ultimate Rockers stan. Like we tweet at Kyle all the time when Rockers doing well. He is like it, the Rockers number one fan. Oh, um, and I like this Rocker team a lot. And like I've even tweeted, I've said in the podcast, like I'm probably gonna. I, I try to have no bias. I try to say I have no favorite team when I do the podcast. But like Rocker, like this might low key be my favorite team this year. A lot of star power. I mean, I love Attach, one of my favorite players, the iciest player in the league. I love Cammy. He wins your ones. Cammy also like has MVP potential. We saw yeah. it in Cold War. Uh, I like the prospect of. Oh my god, I'm blanking. Bance Afro? and Afro. Yeah, I think Afro's got crazy slaying upside as a sub, and Bance good IGL ability. Like he's always going to make the right play. I feel like Attach and Bance as a duo. Um, like mm-hmm. leading in the game, they can bounce ideas off each other. Like I just, I really like this team. I, I think, I, I think uh, Afro and Bance might be better than Bance and Kleenex. They might be. It's, it's. I mean, like obviously the Bance like wash, and I mean Kleenex and Afro are, in my opinion, are both top subs. Yeah, and I think the playstyle is slightly different. Like Kleenex is a little faster and in your face. Afro is fast, but maybe not as in your face. And I think maybe more him methodical. And, and I think maybe him and Bance will play better off each other because of that. They're more closer to the same speed. Yeah, and I, 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 I kind of like him in A. <laughs> yeah, A. 
I like them in A. I'll like I'm not really putting them in order, like inside of the tiers, just kind of throw them in the tiers. So like they're below thieves on here, but we're not really throwing them too much in order yet, unless we want to do that at the end, maybe or something. The but, idea of bands will be coming handy. Yeah, I yeah, I, I like the team a lot. I'd be really disappointed if they aren't a, a very good team, especially because like they're the team in our region up here and kind of like the Midwest. So I have yeah. a little bias towards them for that too. Um, yep. Until Milwaukee gets a team, until the Bucks buy a team. Um, Hopefully soon. All right. Who are we going to uh, next? We're going to the London Royal Ravens. Okay. is going to be. Imagine. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> so this one's got a little bit of an asterisk, obviously, because this isn't like an official roster. Um. Like a, not a hundred percent confirmed. It could change, but like what the rumors? What zero, um, zero Paul, zero Paul, Asim, and Nasty. Yep, zero Paul, Asim, Nasty. Not a bad roster, but it doesn't like wow me. They like seem like a straight C to me. Yeah, it seems like basically the same. They'd be the same as last year. Maybe yeah, with maybe I like a little bit worse depending on the players play. Yeah, like zero to zero is obviously a wash. I I almost feel like Paul over Gizmo might be an upgrade. It it can be, but sometimes we've seen Paul just not not do good yeah. at all. Down the stretch last year, Paul was like not very He's good struggling. stats wise. But also, we know like the inner workings of that team were awful, and we've yeah. seen Paul be very good at times. I don't know. I, I feel like I prefer Paul over Gizmo. Obviously, zero is a wash. Nasty's a wash, and then um, Asim compared to Afro. I think I lean Afro, but I like a lot of things Asim does in the map. I think he's, I think Asim's the guy that if he's on your team, you just absolutely love that he's on your team because he just like takes so much pressure off his teammates. Yeah, Asim, it will help. It help Nasty this year. Yeah, I think we'll see Nasty stats go up, and because we heard how like Nasty was like such an incredible player coming out of Challengers, and like yeah. he looked good last year, but he wasn't like the slaying upside beast that we had heard. Like, I think he was maybe about. trying to do too much sometimes. Yeah, especially when they got to land and like you're struggling and you keep hearing that you can't win on land. Maybe you're just trying to do a little bit too much. Yeah, um, I, I like him in C though. Yeah, C. I feel like, but I do feel like they have they have an upside. And I don't know. I feel like this team is gonna be at least able to be like consistently competitive. Like I don't see them just like getting dominated throughout the year by any means. Yeah. Um. Um. All right. You know, next, we got some big dogs like Phase and Optic out there. Should we tackle one of them? We'll go to Ultra, we'll go Ultra first. Oh, this is your other team you used to stand. I don't know if you can stand them as much anymore because you're a big Cami guy. I know, I'm the Cami left. Yeah, this I like the team, roster a lot, though. Yeah, Scrappy, Insight, Kleenex, and Standy. Yeah, so basically what they keep Insight and Kleenex. Those are kind of a wash. Then Standy to Bance. Also, again, kind of a similar play style. Standy is more of like a ratty type sub. Yeah. I think Standy uh, and Kleenex will do very good this year. But I don't yeah, know. I think it's a good duo. And, and Scrappy, I mean, he has all the talent in the world. Yeah. Well, it's like Kamin, I'm assuming. Yeah, probably inside IGL. I mean, they lose they lose Bance, so that's a big hit because Bance is kind of like the leader of the team. So that that is a big hit. Yeah. I would say that. Um, I think they're going to go B. I think B, I I like B. We can put them in B. I do feel like they're a team that solid, solid B. I feel like they're a team that has potential to get to, um, to get to A at some point, and I don't feel like there's that much potential that they drop down because I do feel like they have so much talent, Uh, and they're probably going to be a good search team again unless Bance and Cami were absolutely like crucial to their search. Another thing that we haven't thought about, uh, I actually just thought about this. Like we didn't talk about this before the pod or anything. We haven't thought about it, but like. 
One thing that is really big, depending on what the game is, is like if these teams have good snipers for search yeah, and destroy. Like it hasn't had an impact true. much, um, but like a team like Minnesota, I know attach uh, can really snipe. Cami can really snipe. Cami is a top sniper in MW. Uh, on thieves, Octane has always been a pretty good sniper. Um, Sib on Seattle. Yeah, Sib. Uh, he can snipe. I know Zero can also snipe. He was like one of the top KDs as a sniper. Uh, Clay had always yeah. sniped in the past. Um, on Optic, obviously, Dashy, incredible sniper. On Phase, Simp, incredible sniper. Um, that's kind of like something to always watch out for because like you never know when all of a sudden the snipers are going to be usable again. Yeah. Um, we should, let's go to Optic, Optic Texas. Optic Texas. Um, oh. I mean, the talent obviously on the roster is a potential S tier roster, but I, I'm kind of reserving S tier for the one team. I think everybody knows who it is, so I don't think I can put Optic in S tier. And yeah, I do think they're A tier, though. They're they are A tier. Yeah, I like Maybe them in S tier. Depend how injuries or health this year. Yeah. Last we year, saw them dominate phase when they were healthy last year. Like they dominated phase. Yeah, they're on like a eleven game win streak or some of it, something like that. Yeah, and then they had a, like a five game win streak against phase, and like two of the matches, one was with Pro Loot and one was with General. Like overall, they just owned phase for a lot of last yeah. year. Yeah, they did. They're very unfortunate uh, last year from Italy, though. Yeah, but I think talent wise, they're probably almost second to none, or like maybe second to phase in terms of just pure raw talent. I mean, I think. Shotzi, MVP candidate, Dashy, MVP candidate, Scump, about as consistent as they come, and uh, Illy, maybe not MVP candidate, but like one of the smartest players in game. I guess maybe your only Great question IGL. with them. Yeah, your only question would maybe be IGL since Illy is a little bit less experienced, but like Scump has a lot of experience. Even Dashy has played for a while now. I mean, Shotzi's a world champ. Like he knows how to get things done. Illy's a world champ, and we know how smart he yeah. is in game. Like I feel like this team with a full year is going to be. Uh, a minimum of an of an A and like this is a team that's going to compete for a championship every time they're out there. Full year of no distractions. Let's yeah, I mean, seems like they haven't had that in a long time. But this is this is a team that can certainly be up there, and uh, I'd say they're unless something crazy happens, they should be up there with the favorites to win every event. Yeah, just not hopefully just probably not second, like Vegas yeah. last year. Yeah, <laughs> consistent second. Yeah. Um, let's go to Boston. The Boston All right. Reach. So Boston basically returning the same roster except. Big Wake is subbed in for Mr. TJ. Boston's just um, like they're like a a middle of the pack B. Guys. Yeah, they're like the BC range to me. Yeah, they're like kind of on the line because like when I look at the teams, I definitely think they're above like Vegas and London, but I also think I'd probably put them below Ultra Seattle and New York. Yeah, they're so like, like right now with our tiers, they're like dead in the middle to me. Yeah. I don't know what side of the line I lean on, though. I I feel like you almost have to put them in B because they were so consistently a top eight team last year, and I feel like they upgraded. Yeah, they upgraded Slain. Yeah, they upgraded. Like, I think Wake at this point in his career is an upgrade over TJ. Yeah. Like, I feel like you almost have to throw them into B tier, maybe, because like they were always top eight and then they upgraded. So like we maybe think they're, like what, maybe sixth or seventh this year? Unless it's Zinni's year, then we'll put him in S. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, when we were at the event, he was the number one hardpoint KD, number one search KD, number one control KD. Yeah. He's um, over everything. Yeah. I. What do you want? We'll, we'll go with what you want. B or C? I feel like they're right on the line for me. Let's go B. Let's go okay. B, but like they're not probably going to 
beat Seattle Ultra. I mean, with where we're putting them now, I think everybody knows we're going to have phase above B tier. So that puts what that puts three teams at least or four teams at least above them. Uh, and then also we said that we think Surge, Ultra and Subliners are probably better. So that would already put Boston at like seven, which I think is a realistic yeah. range for them. Top six, seven, yeah. middle yeah. pack. Yeah. All right. We go on. Which team are we going with? The team that RCD's just joined or the team that he just left? We're going with the LA Gorillas. All right. LA Gorillas. I feel like they're um, I either. I like this team. Okay. So you like them a lot. To me, I think they're either right ahead of Boston or right behind Boston. You think so? Or you think they're higher? I, I want to put them in A for some reason. I don't know why. They have the potential to be there. Our I just like tour. I just don't know that like I can put them up there because the team is like literally the team from the end of last year, but our season instead of slasher and they couldn't qualify for champs. Yeah. Like granted they did. A, they had a very tough road. I can't remember who they lost to, but then they got eliminated by phase. So like it was a tough road um, in order to qualify in that last event. But like they won an event last year and couldn't qualify for champs. <laughs> yeah. It just, I, don't, I, don't I do know, think I don't that know. the roster has potential though. Something like, about well, and they've been talking about like the Neptune hook and uh spark trio has been like playing like search wagers on cold war nonstop this whole off season. They like love playing together and stuff. Yeah. I heard Neptune's a, a core grinder. Yeah. So like th- th- I definitely see or the potential. potential or, unfortunately. Yeah. And like, I definitely see the potential, but like, I don't think our cities is a massive upgrade over slasher. I think they're honestly pretty much kind of a wash. Yeah. Like it, um, it just depends on intangibles really. Cause I think like skill wise, they're both very, very, very good. I don't know. I just like, oh, to me, surge and ultra are ahead of them. And we have them both in B. Mm, I wish it was, I wish it was like a B, B plus, but there's no B plus. <laughs> Let's put them in B, but ahead of like Boston. You want me to put him at the top of B just for you? Yeah. All right, I'll put him at the and, top and of B just I'm for you. if I'm wrong, I'll hold the L. I mean, I feel like they're a team that is, like, pretty safe in B, though, because, like, I mean, the, the, they have Hook and Arcides in their team, and even, like, Spartan, Neptune are very talented players. Like, I don't see a way that this team's, like, bottom. Yeah. Uh, but I also can very easily see a world where they go to the middle of the pack, because that's what they were for the lot of last year with almost the same roster. I mean, I guess they didn't really have Neptune for a good portion of it, and even Spart, but, like, I don't know. I definitely see where you're coming from. I don't think it's like wild to have them in A. Yeah, I, I, I can see the argument for it. I just like to me, I put Surge over them 100 percent. So like if we can't put Surge in A, then I don't want to put LAG in A. That, yeah, that's fair. It's fair because I like Surge a lot. And then our last team, Phase. Uh, Atlanta Phase. <laughs> Are they shot up into S tier? Yeah. I mean, Uh-oh. we were talking about this a little bit before we hit record on the, the tier list and like Brock was saying, maybe we put like thieves alone in S tier, but like it's almost impossible not to have phase in S tier alone or maybe with thieves because they're defending champs like phase was you could argue they were the best team all year last year, like in terms of the entire season, because like, I don't think you could say thieves is the best team like throughout the year because thieves was incredible. The best team at the end, no doubt. But like mm-hmm. for the first two stages, three stages, thieves was not very good. Um, yeah. and phase was second every freaking time, every major, they were just second, 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 except for one. Um, like they were just an incredible team all year. And I mean, like, sip it up easy. Uh, unless you have some argument I can't think of, they're pretty much the no doubt best sub duo in the game. Um, the best sub duo uh, of all time, yes. Uh, Celium, 
unless you have an argument for that one, probably the best flex in the game. Fades out. You can do um, it too. Yeah, so best sub duo, best flex, and I don't think I'd consider Slasher the best main, but I'd consider Slasher probably a top five, six main for sure, top half of the league main. Great leader. And probably pretty similar to our cities in terms of like skill. I wouldn't say they're far off from each other. Maybe one's a little better than the other, but not far off. Something about Slasher, though. He just gets his teams to, you know, buy in. Yeah, and like he hasn't seen a lot of success really since the franchise era. Like on Optic, they struggled in MW, and then Cold War, the Thieves team kind of struggled and he was benched. But like, yeah. this is the time. And I feel like his intense leadership style, if he would have had Simpin and Beezy and selling it maybe like a couple years ago, might not have worked. But I feel like they're like after last year's nonsense of them not winning, I feel like those three have got to be ready to just like lock in. So I feel like Slasher's mm-hmm. kind of no BS style might be good for them this year and maybe they'll buy in a little easier. Yeah, they might. Yeah, I mean, it definitely could be a possibility. I, I like also the roster. It depends though. on the game. You know, if Simp, Simp or BZ doesn't really like the game, it's going to hurt. I think there's a pretty good chance that they don't like the game, too. I think it's going to be pretty similar to, to old Vanguard. <laughs> yeah. You know, BZ liked that game. Nah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, maybe that could affect them, but I feel like at some point they're going to get really motivated to start winning again because, I mean, these are players that, like, the caliber of players these guys are. Like you can make an argument they should be winning multiple championships every year. Uh, and that might be a harsh standard to hold them to. But like we're talking like Simp, Abizi, Selium, like players that have a chance to go down as like top five players ever, maybe greatest player ever. One of the best trios ever. Yeah. Like Simp and Abizi are pretty much already the best duo of all time. Uh, and like, I mean, you, you can make an argument legit that like Simp has a chance to go down as the best player to ever live. You could make an argument that Abizi could be like the best entry sub if he isn't already or like a top five player, even sell him and, and slasher with another ring or two of the team. You could say he's creeping towards the top five. Cause he'd be one of the main ARs with the most rings along with like mm-hmm. RCs and clay. Like yeah. this team is incredible. You this got a very good team. You got any gripes with the tier list? Anyone? I mean, I know you kind of want LAG up in a, I kind of want surge up in a, so I feel like that kind of washes out, but I also don't want to throw both of them in a, cause that means we have half the league in ARS. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, uh, I think this tier list is good so far for right now. Yeah. I feel like it's it's pretty safe. I mean, there's probably going to be a team that we have in A or B that ends up being D tier, and probably one of our C or D teams is end up uh, going to end up like A or B. Like, there's always going to be some things that switch, and this yeah. is like a way, way, way too early tier list. Like, we're making this tier list before every roster is officially announced and before the game is even launched. I haven't yeah. even played the game yet because I have a PC and an Xbox, and so does Brock. So neither of us have actually touched game. the game. Um, but I've but seen some clips, very interesting clips. Yeah, and I mean, we're recording this on Wednesday night, so the beta is available to us tomorrow night. So yep. uh, Brock and I will be playing that tomorrow, so maybe we'll have a little more thoughts next week. But Brock, you got anything to say before I close this one out? Nope, I did not. All right, that's going to do it for this one. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Leave some feedback in the comments down below. Obviously, Brock's first podcast, I think he did pretty well, and we'll continue to keep getting better as we get used to just being on the podcast together, it's kind of weird for me. I'm used to just going on rants for the last few months since we've had no Kyle for a little bit here. Uh, and I haven't really had like a back and forth like this in a while. It was fun. Obviously the episode's a little longer when we go fun. with, yeah, when we go with two people, a little um, nervous at the start, you know? <laughs> yeah. And when we'll we go with two it, people, it, it gets a little harder when you go with two people. Cause it's like, I'm about to go on a rant that I'm like, Oh shoot, I am not used to this. It's been a while. And uh, I think it was a good, a good first one. Yeah, and now we've got we've got somebody else in here, so I got to get used to the back and forth again. It's going to get also a lot easier and more fun when we actually have matches to talk about and like yeah. roster changes, and it's not like the off season you're scrambling for content like this tier list and stuff. But it's still a fun one to do, though. Yeah, I like it. So we'll be back next week. Brock will be back next week. We'll be 
maybe doing the Vanguard tier list. I don't want to promise that. Maybe it'll be some, <clears throat> excuse me, maybe it'll be some more uh, news to talk about. Lose my voice here. I got to take a drink. Um, Maybe it'll be some more news to talk about, hopefully. Otherwise, maybe a Vanguard tier list. Maybe we'll do like a CDL draft like Kyle and I have done in the past. Something like that. We'll figure something out, but that's yeah. going to do it for this one. Uh, if you guys enjoyed on YouTube, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. If you're on the audio platforms, drop a follow, drop a five-star review. We just hit 700 subs, so thank you guys again so much for that. Comment down below your thoughts on the tier list. Where would you have people? Uh, maybe comment down below somebody you'd move uh, and somebody you think is perfect on the tier list or what your tier list is. I know a lot of you guys like to do that. So that's going to do it for this one. I hope you guys enjoyed, and we will see you in the next one. Thanks for watching, everyone.